Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening, so enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to present our Wealth and Wisdom Steward Circle, a subscription membership program that we believe will change how you think about money. We will inspire and guide you to better financial habits and success through our Bible-based financial curriculum, supportive community, and group coaching. Regardless of where you are on your financial journey, our program offers a safe and inclusive environment to ask questions, gain accountability, and receive support, as well as track your progress. With our monthly subscription, you will also have access to a wealth of tools and resources they help you build wealth and wisdom while walking in faith. Go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash T-F-C Stewart Circle to learn more about the Trinity Financial Coaching Wealth and Wisdom Circle and join us today. And you know what? Another thing that can paralyze you is to not have goals if you lack having goals if you haven't sit down considered what you want wrote it out whether the big goals small goals doesn't matter if you don't do that you'll end up doing a lot of haphazard kind of stuff just doing a bunch of stuff not productive stuff just stuff and you end up basically spending your time poorly and putting out fires instead of seeing personal growth in yourself because you're not setting goals to seek after and reach. You're just doing stuff. On today's episode of the Abundance Living Podcast, we are answering the question, am I making life harder than it has to be? Ooh, that's good. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. I am Wesleya Echols. And I am Willa Williams. And we are the co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We host a community who are guided by the principles found in Ecclesiastics chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, which says wisdom is better when paired with money. Double protection, wisdom and wealth. So every week we have conversations to energize you to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with all your friends and family. Welcome to another episode of the Abundant Living Podcast. We're so happy that you are here joining us today. As you heard in the preview, we're asking the question, am I making life harder than it has to be? Now, I don't know about you, but I've definitely been there. And why do we do things to make life more challenging for ourselves? I don't know. Sometimes it seems like others live their lives in a way that makes it so much easier for them. But then we all know 
that person who is highly skilled at making life just a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. And guess yep. what? I'm not pointing a finger at nobody. That finger is pointing at me. <laughs> it's me. And if it's you, well, come on in the room. <laughs> it's me too. I've been there. <laughs> Listen, we can make things harder for ourselves. And just about, I'll say nine times out of 10, it doesn't even have to be that way. Even if you're making your own way through life with a minimal amount of challenges, a minimal amount of grief, changing your perspective, and maybe some of your behaviors could be the change that you need. It could be what could actually change your outcome. But most importantly, it could change the journey and allow you to navigate that journey with grace and ease. That's our approach to finances. We want you to navigate that journey. We want you to walk the path or build your financial house. However way you want to describe in an analogy or whatever metaphor you have for your financial journey, we want it to be done fully with grace and ease. So in order to do that, we have to stop sometimes like we are today and look at what are we doing to make life more challenging? With that, Willa is going to tell us what the word says about. Yes. Your question is so important. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Am I making life harder than it has to be? And yes. The word addresses everything. Yeah. So I've got a few passages that will I can see her notes. Willa got about like two pages of scriptures. (laughs) But we're just going to go. We're going to do it. Because it's so simple. What I found in life is when I'm walking in the wrong way or I'm doing something crazy, sometimes I can just get one single word. And you know, you know, you know. Now you now you know. <laughs> so and these are some passages that kind of hit me like, uh, come on, girl, get it together. <laughs> Psalms 5522. The NIV says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be forsaken. We make things harder for ourselves because we're worrying, mm-hmm. we're anxious. Mm-hmm. Why? Cast those cares on him. One pastor used to say, you just do what God tells you to do and let him deal with the circumstance. So, I mean, you just pass your cares and keep moving. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He's out there caring for us. Why are we making things so hard by worrying? And specifically by worried about things that have not happened. Yeah. Because that's what we do. We worry about things that haven't happened. We create the circumstance by what we dream up in our head. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, well, we can talk about Galatians all the time. So Galatians 5, 22, 26, when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, it's just, it, it, if we walk in that, Walk in the love, the peace, the forbearance, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> self-control. 
self-control mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. we won't have all of that let us not be conceited provoking and envying others that's that's going on into that passage jesus has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit mm. let us do that absolutely so, just paraphrasing that passage. Let us do that. Let's keep in step with the spirit. And then we won't be making stuff harder <laughs> for ourselves. And the last one that I'm going to raise, I'm like, that's only one I'm going to do. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Mm, my <sighs> favorite. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious. Don't make it harder for yourself. Just just, just chill. Chill. Pray about it. Pray thanking God that he has taken care of it and that he told you earlier to cast it to him. So just pray thinking about that. There's a hymn Uh that we used to (laughs) sing. Uh Oh, everybody's going in. But when you think about the words to what a friend we have in Jesus is so plain. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Yeah. But this is the piece right here. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what peace we often forfeit. Ah. Oh, what <laughs> needless pain we, bear. pain we bear. Come on, come All on. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Everything to God in prayer. And then real quick, the second verse says, have we trials and temptation? Mm. Is there trouble anywhere? <laughs> we should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? Come on, girl. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. That's it. That's all I got to say. Episode is over. No. <laughs> so the answer is take it to the Lord in prayer. Why am I making this so hard on myself? But we do, we do know that there are some practical Practice. things that has to yep. happen, though. Yep. Yep. And we don't make light of what the word says because the word mm-hmm. is true. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the fir- if we take it to him in prayer, then all the practical things that we're going to talk about, that's not void of taking these things to him as well, because it is with his wisdom, seeking his wisdom and yeah. how to navigate these things. Are we able to make life easier for us? I mean, like, I know what my triggers are. I know what trips mm-hmm. me. I am an overthinker. Mm. I mm. definitely am an overthinker and I realize that sometimes in my overthinking I can outthink I'm not outthinking because I can never outthink God his <laughs> thoughts are not my thoughts his ways are not my ways mm-hmm. but for some reason I can outthink myself right into disobedience mm. mm-hmm. that's interesting you, you can, can outthink think yourself, yourself right into disobedience because God has told you to do something. Mm-hmm. You'll just, well, I can't, what if, and then, and that, 
okay, but then I got to have this and I got to have that and I had this and I had that. So if you're <laughs> an overthinker and a perfectionist, and, ooh, overthinking and perfectionism. Yeah. You, is, is you, first of all, you're going to overthink yourself and you're never going to move. That's disobedience. And then you're not going to want to execute it or put it out there or show up if it's not perfect. And again, that's disobedience. So if you think about it, there are things that we do that make our lives harder yep. and make it more challenging. And so I think those scriptures just are right on point because when you find yourself there, this is what you, so I have to cast my anxiety onto him. I'm not mm-hmm. going to know all mm-hmm. the pieces. Just do mm-hmm. the piece that he told me to do and line yeah. things up based upon what I know, be obedient mm-hmm. and move forward. But anyway, personal development, let's go. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I just have to add to being an overthinker as well. And for me, my overthinking comes in as being an information gap. Because I need to get more and more and more before you execute Uh, well yeah analysis paralysis you're not being productive and you're You're thinking too much and you're not being obedient and you know it's got to be something else that you can add to that to make it go better it ain't just just have what you have do what god said and move on and move on and you know what another thing that can paralyze you is to not have goals if you lack having goals if you haven't sit down yeah consider what you want wrote it out whether the big goals small goals doesn't matter if you don't do that you'll end up doing a lot of haphazard kind of stuff just doing a bunch of stuff not productive stuff just stuck, and you end up basically spending your time poorly and putting out fires instead of seeing personal growth in yourself because you're not setting goals to seek after and reach. You're just doing stuff. You make your life harder. Michael called that an <laughs> illusion of movement. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because you're going nowhere. And you have no benchmarks to set Mm -hmm. it up against but then again i'm reminded of the word write the vision make it plain so that that reader can run with it yep god has given you a vision set some goals in line with that vision so that you can see incrementally how to accomplish it and then go back to him because his word also says in proverbs that commit your plans to the lord and he'll cause them to succeed none of this that we're doing is outside of god we just have to step out of the way Submit it to him and so he can work it out and do what he does while we do what we do. <laughs> Faith know, I, works. He does what he does. And then yep. we have to do what we do. We have to be obedient. Yeah. We have to hear him and then be obedient. And one thing, when you talk about the plans that God has for you, you can't compare yourself to other people. When you try to compare yourself to other people, oh, you just make it so hard on yourself because now you're struggling to get over there and do that. It's taking your mind completely off of what God's plan is for your life 
which is always going to be easier. It is going to be easier. And it gives you a chance to be authentically you, authentically what he has called you to be. Comparing yourself to other people takes your mind off of the father. Mm -hmm. It causes you oftentimes to live above your means. It causes you so much more grief because you're sitting and wondering, why not me? Well, it's because that's not supposed to be for you. God has even better for you. So let's put our mind on what God has. Absolutely. It causes you to minimize what Mm -hmm. he's placed inside of you. Mm. You'll minimize it. You won't think that what you have is of any value because Mm -hmm. you're too busy looking. When they went to survey the land and they came back and they said, oh, uh uh-uh, they look like. Yeah, the giants when. um, Caleb. 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 Mm -hmm. Went out. And they came back and what they were saying, what the people they saw, how they saw them. We see them as giants. And that's what I'm saying. When you compare yourself to Mm -hmm. others, you see them as giants, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which in turn minimizes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who you are. To yourself, and then you won't show up. As you should. And what did it do to the eight? No, we ain't going. We scared. We don't want to move. We don't want, no. And you're the eight. That's what you end up doing to yourself. <laughs> That's right. Stifling yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no growth in that. Mm-hmm. And Do you fail to learn from your mistakes? Mm. Mistakes <sighs> are an opportunity for discovery. And it's a chance to see a better way at doing something. I think we've all made mistakes in every area yeah. of our lives. Yeah. And we can't allow the mistake to trap us, to make us pause, to make us feel that, okay, apparently it's not for me because I got tripped up in this way and I made a mistake. No, it is for you because mm-hmm. that mistake is something that you're going to learn from. It's going to help you. That's where how you're going to gain wisdom. And then your mistake is actually going to be wisdom for somebody else. Because you're going to be able to tell somebody, don't do that. Like, I can tell you, don't fall into the trap of credit card (laughs) use. Yeah. Because that was a mistake I made. Mm -hmm. So I have wisdom in that. I know what it took for me to get out of that. I know what it took for me to pay down all that debt. Right. Um, So learn from your mistakes. There are other mistakes that I've made. There are mistakes that I made as a woman, as a young woman growing up that I pray that my children didn't make those same mistakes. Yeah. 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 And so as best as I could not to position myself in a do as I say, not as I did. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for them to learn that, allow my mistakes to be your wisdom, mm-hmm. and and look for this, 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 and this, or present yourself in this manner and not in that manner. And that um, is that's key, man. That is so key. I love it when you say present your mistakes as wisdom. That it reminds me of one that I've learned from because I made it a couple times. But I won't do it again. I was a co-signer. It was a mistake. Oh, geez. Financially for me, but it was a mistake. And I'm, my heart is, is soft. Mm, I, I wanted it. to help. 
But when I realized that it was going to be more my responsibility, ultimately, after having done this, that, no, that's not the way to go. So what I've learned how to do is come up with other ways to help, other ways to teach, other ways to show strategies for someone to get what it is that they need, be it a car or a loan or whatever, show them other ways where they can attain those things without me having to be a co-signer or anyone else, because it builds them up and edifies them. And it also protects me and protects them, builds their credibility, protects my credibility. So it sounds like you showed them how to build good habits. Absolutely. And that's what you need to do. Yep. Because if, if you fail to build good habit, then you just create worry and challenges for yourself. I and it's so that. funny. It's as simple as I've been working with. You've heard her on our podcast before. Her name is Stephanie, Stephanie Riles. She's a nutritionist mm-hmm. and a trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things she starts off her. Uh, I did her reset program. And the first thing she tries to get you to do is get in the habit of drinking water. Now, I don't. I don't know why that is such a difficult habit, (laughs) but get in a habit of drinking water. And when you fail to build good habits, there are things that happens when you don't establish them. So if Mm -hmm. you can't get in the habit of drinking good water, there are things that are going to happen to your body. Your skin is not going to glow. You're going to be constipated. You're going to, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Toxins will still be in your body. You'll dehydrate. There are so many things that can happen. If you fail to build a good habit of drinking water, mm-hmm. but once you do build that habit, then that habit is going to keep other things from happening. Mm-hmm. You feel better. You feel better. You have digestion more energy. is better. Your yeah. digestion is yeah. better. You, you know what I'm saying? So there are so many. Bi- it flushes fat. You know, yep. there's so many things that happens when you identify a good habit to build, especially Mm -hmm. if you understand the inverse effect of not having that habit. (laughs) So if you don't have that habit and you need to build it, then yeah, you're making life harder for yourself by not a identifying the the good habits that you need and Mm -hmm. building on them. You know, one of one habit that I have truly had to like tracking your tracking your expenses. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That was a good one. But one of the things that's standing out to me right now is time management. Mm -hmm. Do you waste time? Let me tell you something. Your phone is your accountability partner. I was Mm -hmm. weak when my phone told me you spent seven hours and 49 minutes on whatever it was on the phone. Yeah, on on Sundays, I get that. Just on the phone. How many hours? I'm like, Get out of my business. So we can't even say that we don't waste time. Our Mm -hmm. phones are telling on us. Our phones are telling us every day. Now, granted, I do use my phone for work. work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But some of this other stuff, the lurking, the candy crushing, the... True that. True that. Yeah. (laughs) Just look at that video. (laughs) Reels. People's reels. Yeah. That's not working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not alone. On Sunday mornings, when I get that email, that little text note, I'm like, well, 
Let's just out here tell me how much time I spend on that's none of your business. <laughs> that's, that's not the answer, Will. I know, you need, but, to, but you need to take that to the Lord in prayer. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's a machine. It's a machine that's telling on you. It's a machine that's saying, Willa, you've had X amount of hours this week attached to this phone, not being productive, okay. not prioritizing was, and setting your boundaries. It was a mistake. You didn't do that. So I'm taking it as a discovery opportunity for me to change. <laughs> so I'm going to do better. I'll do better with my time management. Using your better. time well to avoid a lot of challenges. And that's, that, that's <laughs> I am going to prioritize <laughs> and set boundaries on, yeah, Andy Crush, uh, Instagram, uh, Reels. Uh, okay, I, yeah, I named three, so I'll, I'll work on those. Anyway, I don't procrastinate. I used to. I used to think that procrastination was my superpower, especially in college. And I know that's going to sound crazy, but if I had an assignment due, I would say, okay, yep, that's doing. So I would try to work on it and then whatever you set yourself up and you try to write or whatever. But mm -hmm. then like the week that that mug was due, <laughs> I was like, oh, and the thoughts get to flowing. But I'm just typing, typing, typing. And I did for a long time. I used to think that procrastination was a superpower because I felt that under the timeline, under the crunch of the gun, that I was my most a productive and creative. But that's actually a trick of the enemy. And that's not true because I oh. don't because, yeah, you may be more creative, but mm -hmm. the stress of that and what that's doing to your body and what that's yeah. doing to your mental. That's not what that's not of God. That's not what God wants. He don't want you to be like that. No, you got it I, done. And then and so but yeah, I had to re I had to rework my thought process about procrastination because <laughs> I'm proud sure I did. I thought procrastination was my superpower. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not the only one that that's a, a really, really, really common one, especially uh, amongst those of us who were in school and whatever your task. OK, I, I got three more days. I get to it. But if you go and do it, take care of it. Then you have all the time after to double check, recheck, chill out, take on something else. You got plenty of time. No stress, no worry. And try not to make things harder for yourself. The perfectionism and yeah. the overthinking, mm -hmm. the procrastination comes in because you don't have time to do that. Yeah. You just do it. You get Ooh. it done. You have mm -hmm. to send it. And I think that's, because of that, I think that's what caused me to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, again, why I thought I performed better with procrastination, because it, sh it sheltered that overthinking and perfectionism. It's twisted. I know I don't do that anymore because, like I said, yeah, I might do it, send it. But then mm -hmm. how many hours am I sending going, oh, my God, did I do that right? Should I, yep, yep, do I need yep. to redo it? I should, yep. Oh, can I pull that back? Oh, no, but I don't have time. That's still stress and anxiety. And mm -hmm. we don't need mm -hmm. we don't need that. So don't procrastinate. That's the And you're right. It is a trick of the enemy because <laughs> my thought of it was I work better under pressure. So you wait. No, don't. Right. Do that. It's not. 
No, mm-hmm. let's not do that. Mm-mm. No, just let's just don't make it harder for yourself. Don't do that. And let me ask you this. Do you worry about things that you have no control over? Now, that one is one that I think I operate well in that area. But that also came with some spiritual maturity, too. Mm. Because I, I you, you know what, what, the, what the girls say? That's above me. That's <laughs> above my pay rate. That's above me. That's above my pay pay grade. That is it's up to God. That's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly, in in some instances, truly, that is in God's hands. I, I've done all that I can. Mm-hmm. And so once I get to a point that I realize that I've exhausted all that I could possibly do to get whatever outcome. Mm-hmm. then yeah it's in god's hands i, I don't i'm not gonna i can't i can't control that so i'm not gonna work i can't control the economy but what <laughs> i can control is, is what's happening in my house mm-hmm. yes you follow what i'm saying so yes i can't I, I no do. i don't worry about the things that i can't control mm-hmm. that's just me but that is in <sighs> the economy and inflation is so big when it comes to <laughs> how it impacts us, and we have no control over. But what we do have control over is just what you said, what we do in our household. What you do in your household. We can address those things, but only in our household. And it makes it easier for you to handle Mm -hmm. whatever's going on, whatever legislation is coming, whatever bills are being written, whatever executive or whatever. Right. We can deal with it. Absolutely. We can. Yeah, so I don't mm-mm, no. <laughs> but if that is you, mm-hmm. then you have to realize that you're creating the situations in your head. And that goes back mm-hmm. to what we were talking about when we lined up that mm-hmm. our circumstances create our thoughts, our thoughts create our feelings, our feelings create our actions, and our actions create our results. Mm-hmm. So if you are one who worries about a whole bunch of stuff that you don't have control over it is going to definitely impact what you do have control over yes so you really have to flip that and literally cast that care cast that's above you that's give it to god and you focus on what you can focus on because you'll spend all your time worrying about that and that time is time that could have been spent on doing something productive for you. A for resolution, a solution. Yeah. yeah. Think about I think the last thing really is mm-hmm. who we spend our time with. Cause sometimes Ooh, the who boy. we spend our time with Ooh, can also make, make things a little bit harder. Cause if we spend mm. our time with people who are negative complaining, or can't look at their struggle in an optimistic way, then they can actually also pull you down and then you start feeling the same way. Yep. So it influences you. Yeah. So yeah. my my tight knit circle of folk, the, my inner circle. Listen, <laughs> sometimes you have to recognize the people that you need to leave in the outer courts. Yeah. I love the example of the temple and I use it a lot. I use it as it relates to intimacy and relationships. I use that example as it relates to 
people, some people have the analogy of who's in the front row of your life. Because mm-hmm. some people need to be in the front row watching the movie up close and some people need to be in the balcony. Oh, I love but it. I like to look at it as the temple, the holies of holies, the inner mm-hmm. court and the outer court. Mm-hmm. The people who is in my, first of all, the only person that's connected to me like that is my husband. That's right. And the holiest. That's it. That's it. And then, <laughs> and, you know, and my immediate, my children, they know me intimately. Yeah. yeah my yeah, mom, yeah. she knows me intimately. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 The inner court is my, my, those are my, my go-tos. Those are your mm-hmm. prayer warriors. Those are your right. encouragers. Those are mm-hmm. your, your accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's your circle. Yeah. Ah, you, you like how I put that in there? That's your <laughs> circle. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's if you wonder circle. why we call it the wealth and wisdom stewards circle, that's mm-hmm. the circle. This is the inner court. This is where you can safely share what you're experiencing and even if you are at a point where you feel negative about the actions the thoughts the results you speak that to people who can now lead you to a more positive outlook action and outcome so that you can get the results you desire but if you only sit around people who are just going to continue to throw mud and dirt on the situation instead of helping you get through it and see your way through it then that also is a way that you could be making life harder so you have to identify who are these people in your life yep who is in your inner circle who is in your front row right (laughs) some people everybody don't need a front seat so first need to go in the balcony that's right some people need to be put out the theater Negative Period. people and people who struggle, <laughs> they, they're they're not looking to solve anything. They just want to ruminate on this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. You shouldn't done that 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 that. This the is wrong. The goal is mm-hmm. to come up with a resolution, yeah. a solution to Absolutely. something. And those are the like-minded people that you want around you. And those are the like-minded people that you will find in the circle. Those are the people that you will find in the circle. People who are seeking solutions not only for themselves, but also for you. And people who will share, people who will encourage, people who will support, people who are there to be accountable to you and you accountable to them. Absolutely. Those are the people that you want. These are you want to create righteous relationships. That's it. Righteous relationships. That that that's just what you want to do. That's what it is. And, and people who can give you godly counsel. Yeah. Godly counsel. Yeah. Yeah. People who can give you godly counsel. You know, this episode is so wonderful because when I think about Am I making things harder on myself as you articulate these things? Like, yeah, that's right. I was there, but I'm here now. I used to do that. I still got to work on that a little bit. So it's good. It is good. Talk about it. It's It's good to be self-aware and understand your Mm -hmm. tendencies. Mm -hmm. And again, we're all wired the way we wire. And it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing, but you just have to understand how it makes you move. Mm -hmm. Like I said, being being an overthinker, 
And mm-hmm. having a little perfectionism, it leads me to procrastinate. So when you understand how you are wired and how you are pulled to make things harder or the tendencies that you have to make things harder, these are the things that you need to submit to the Lord in prayer. Submit that as granted, like we gave you practical steps, yes. but grounded in that. Yes, you have to submit it all to him because he's the only one through the Holy Spirit is how we're able to renew our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The transformation comes from the Holy Spirit. Truly does. It truly so. does. When I think about our conversation, I just want to share with everyone and suggest that everybody take action on some of these tips that we've talked about and discover how much easier life can be. You just set some personal goals. Do that. Be authentically you. Don't compare yourself to others. God has a plan for you personally. Give yourself some grace when you make mistakes. Learn it and move on. Move on. Develop and exercise the new habits to help you achieve your goals. You got your, you set your goals, you got your plans in place. Now, put your habits there. Begin to do the things that help you move toward those goals and not away from them and not stagnant where you are. Take control of your time management. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Don't information gather. (laughs) Don't think it's better if you do it later. Do it now. But most of all, Allow God to be first in all your relationships so that the negativity and the negative people can move out. We really want you to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we do want to make sure that we reiterate an opportunity for you to come into our circle. For you to be a part of the Wealth and Wisdom Steward Circle. It's a Mm -hmm. subscription membership Mm -hmm. and it's a safe space where you can transform your finances with grace and ease, with biblical financial education, Mm -hmm. group coaching, and a community of believers who trust God, trust themselves, and trust the process. So we hope that you will join us in the circle. If you want more information, the link will be in the show notes. You could go to our social media websites and get all the information and see the links. If you go to Instagram at MyTFCoach, click the link in our bio. You'll see the very first top how you can join the Wealth and Wisdom Steward Circle. And so we just wanted to make sure that you don't make life harder for yourself as it relates to your financial journey and that you have all the tools that you need in order to help you as well. And we're going to be there working with you in the circle. So we look forward to seeing you in the circle with us and others as we continue our journey toward our personal financial goals. Remember, family, we are your financial auntie and big sister. Our end goal for you is always financial transformation, financial success, with fulfillment and wealth on your terms. We've had a great time today and we pray that 
what was shared in this episode helps you to manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow Trinity Financial Coaching on LinkedIn and social media handle at MyTFCoach on Facebook and Instagram. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly. Always putting God first as you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.